What's up, hybrids? Welcome back to another episode of the Phantom Hybrid Podcast. This is Hanako, and I'm here with Casey and Michelle, and we are discussing episode four. Yes, episode four of okay. Tales of the Walking Dead. This one is titled Amy, Dr. Everett. Now, we've talked about this episode because of the previews, and you know, I saw a clip of it during the Talking Dead preview show. And I was like, okay, this episode is going to be so completely different from anything we've seen. I have to say, I think it is one of my favorite episodes just because it is so different. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I liked it. I liked it. Michelle was (laughs) like, "Mm." I liked it because it gave a different, it gave a different perspective into how people look at the walkers. You know, it was kind of similar to, and again, Michelle, you haven't gotten that far yet. It was kind of sort of similar to the way Alpha looks at them as far as their evolution and that they're now on top of the food chain and that this is their world and we need to acclimate. That's kind of the mindset that Alpha has in seasons nine and 10 when we meet her, um, as opposed to what we saw last week. But this one was different because he wasn't really acting like a crazy person he really was looking at it from a scientific point of view trying to figure out this new species and how they evolve and you know his commentary had a lot to do with how you know pretty much humanity we we fuck things up Mm -hmm. and when he was when he was making his explanations throughout this whole thing i was like oh yeah i i mean i totally can see where he's coming from so I, I actually liked this episode because of that, because it gave it a different point of view, not as, okay, these are things that are attacking us. These are things that are causing us harm. It's kind of like he's in a space where the dead just exist, you know, and they feed on the things that they need to feed. And of course, with him being the only human there right now, he's found a way to evade them so it's almost kind of like the circle of life in a sense if you know just with this new species that's kind of dominating everything but even with them being the top of the food chain you see from his documentary the area is flourishing so it's kind of like it was a very i felt like it was a very interesting take on this zombie apocalypse and I enjoyed it. Michelle looking like, mm-mm. You didn't like it? Casey also looking that way, too. It was okay. <laughs> it, I mean, it was just okay. I get <laughs> what you're saying. And you're making great points. <laughs> but it was just okay. It was just okay. I think it was, if I have to say it was just okay, well, probably because, because of Amy. Amy got on my nerves. And I don't know what it is because as we can see from this podcast, I am a very naturally chatty person, but watching these shows and these people who are supposed to be trying to like be quiet and stay under the radar. So these talking to people, y'all starting to get on my nerves. Like I'm probably going to be the person to die when the zombie apocalypse happens because I like to talk. And she's loud. Help me. Loud. Anybody there? Anybody there? Help. Help. 
Okay, ma'am. Really? We get it. Are you new to this? <laughs> obviously some kind of new to this, but Casey, what did you think? Was it just Amy, okay Amy, to you too? Amy, Amy got on my nerves too. Um, the beginning of it, because like even when she was talking to him and she was like, Tell me about specimen 21. You know, do, do you know 21? Did you know who he was? You must have known who it was because you got all these pictures of him. Girl. She, <laughs> she all in everybody's business. Everybody. Why don't you tell me why have you picked these people? And but ma'am, ma'am, ma'am. Okay. We just trying to, I'm trying to help you so you can get the hell on. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's it I'm trying to make you better so you can leave like we see that didn't, that, that didn't really work in my little ranger station minding my business for seven years for seven years yeah and he was gonna let her be part of the food chain had she not been messing with 21 yes he was sitting there okay mm -hmm. he was he <laughs> have this snack oh let me see what's happening yeah i mean i have so he's been there by himself for seven years yes nobody else is crossing to this territory all of a sudden you come in and you messing you messing my stuff up i might sit there and let the walkers eat you too i don't know i mean once you've been that way for so long and not around people, and you already see the minute she comes on the screen, this is about to be chaos. She's about to be chaos. Mm -hmm. My peaceful, well, my peaceful existence. She wasn't is gone. even like for her to have been in the, you know, have a group and y'all know apocalypse and blah, blah, blah. Y'all still know the basic rules of be quiet. You right. still know the basic rules of, you know. Get get away! Of course, she had her little. She was missing a hand, so she had her little, uh, you know, knife apparatus. So you know how to kill them. Why are you attracting them? Making all this noise, just being extra for no reason. And that's what I, I felt. Amy was just extra for no reason. Like, I felt that too. I mm -hmm. get it. Like you're trying to figure out why he in the woods and and, and all that, but. How about he minding his business in the woods? How about that? That part. And how many that years part. has it been now? He said seven. He's seven. been studying them seven. Seven, but she act like this is like the beginning. Right. Like you don't know him either. Right. You, you trying to go up in, in his, his house? house? <laughs> I'm immediately skeptical of everybody in the zombie apocalypse. Yes. Yeah. Like, and you have a nice hand. Like, well, I mean, at this sure. point, everybody at this point, everybody has a knife hand. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. I know you haven't. I don't think you've gotten to that point yet, Casey. But somebody in Fear the Walking Dead got one too. So it's like everybody has a knife arm at this point, and it's always that damn left arm. Like everybody. So Aaron, Elton, and World Beyond. The person who Virginia's had this arm got hit, cut off. What who? Virginia. Jenny. Yep, you're right. Yeah, everybody. It's, and it's always the left hand. Because they got the right. Right. If I'm right-handed, I need the left hand to be the nine. Because I got to do all kind of shit with my right hand now. 
Well, see, that would screw me up because I'm left-handed. <laughs> well, you know what, though? I'm left-handed, but I'm right-hand dominant. So that's the weird thing. So I think I'd be all right. Yeah. But I just find it so weird that everybody, like, everybody is always the left hand. Hmm. Okay. They're probably right. They probably righties. Yeah, they're doing this while they're getting bit. So I understand. But okay, let's talk about this. Dr. Everett. He is a scientist and he is on this, uh, he's on this like remote plane. And I forgot what it's called. Look, look, we've all only watched the episode once and just like an hour or so ago. So we haven't had a chance to. Absorb, absorb it fully yet, but it's Dragon Con week, so we kind of got to get in where we fit in, or else yes. this will be hella late. <laughs> but he's he's on this piece of land that is divided by a trench. Okay, so the trench I think he said was forty miles wide and two hundred, like maybe two hundred, two hundred something deep, and it was a man-made trench. But you've got life on one side and you've got life on the other. Now, the side that he is on is full of nothing but the dead. He is pretty much the only living person there. And so for seven years, he's been allowed to kind of observe the way that the dead are. He observes their behavior, their migratory um, habits. Um, He's had a chance to watch nature kind of be reborn the wildlife be reborn you know he mentions in the episode that a lot of the animals that escaped the zoo fled there we don't know exactly what part of the world he's in i guess if we we look it up that it might be something similar i don't know if it's a fictional location or not that they used but you know he's basically observing all of these dead and then while he's doing this with a drone that looks a little bit newer than 2010 ish to me okay i'm just saying you know the timeline of the walk the timeline of the walking dead world is that the world went to shit right around 2010 that drone looked a little 2018 ish to me but that's just me maybe he's a very good scientist and he built his own drone (laughs) i mean he had batteries so how do you make it work how do you make the remote work Okay. Saying. okay. We'll just we'll just suspend disbelief for that. Maybe <laughs> maybe because he's a scientist, they had access to more advanced technology before the That's world it. went to shit. And of course, if he's one of the scientists that was sent there, you know, he wasn't the only one there at the beginning. He was there with a team so that they could kind of monitor the dead and see what they're going to do and how they react. And this is probably at the beginning when most of of the world did not realize that everyone who dies turns. Maybe they thought that this was a temporary thing. Maybe they thought it was an isolated thing, you know, that sort of thing. So they they could have had more advanced equipment. Uh, So, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm just just saying it was a little suspect. But anyway, so while he's, you know, going around with this drone and what we find out, he's making documents. These documentaries look good, y'all. Yeah, they They do. do. For him to have no access to the internet, no access to updated um, editing apps and all this other stuff, because you know Adobe is long gone at this point. <laughs> right, and there's no updates. No That but camera he, is fantastic. He has some 4K video going on there. For 2010. 
No, this would have been like 2017. He's been there seven years. Yeah, but the last time he got him a good camera. Oh, yeah. 2010. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. So anyway, he's he's using this drone to, you know, kind of monitor a, a herd. And all of a sudden. We have a disturbance. And you see this person. She's walking in the woods. Now, first of all, while he's doing his documentary, while he's doing his voiceover for the documentary, he's talking about the species and he's talking about what he's renamed that he calls them homo mortis instead of homo sapiens. You know, they're dead. And he talks about the behavior and how they're how they act and what he hopes to um, learn while observing them. And as he is moving his drone around, he comes across an area in the field that has like a stack of dead bodies, you know, dead walkers. He goes over to it and all of them have their heads removed. And he talks about a group that has been coming into the territory and taking the skulls off of walkers for who knows what reason. So when we see... Amy, for the first time, she is fleeing and she has a walker head in her hand and she throws it down and she starts moving and she falls and then she hurts herself. And then we that's when we see that she has the one arm. So, of course, she can't get up the way she needs to. And she sees the drone in the air and she starts, help, help, someone help me. Is someone there? I would have sat there, too, like, I'm not coming over there to you. You're making all this noise. Making You're all doing... the noise. They weren't even paying attention to her until she started making all this noise. Right. They, now were, they, chasing... they were minding their business. It, that's why it doesn't seem like she's been around for seven years. I don't know how she made it. Right. And she's clearly an adult. So they like she's a little kid. She, like, True. Don't but... know nothing. But like, if, yeah, if her group brought you through, but they teach you to be the hell quiet. <laughs> like, well, I mean, okay, so let's kind of play devil's advocate here. She the the group that she was with, you know, we kind of saw a glimpse of them towards the end of the episode. They mm-hmm. looked like they were well stocked. Mm-hmm. You know, there there was quite a sizable group, not not big like let's say the kingdom or Alexandria or Hilltop, but maybe like when Rick's group was on the road. Maybe it was mm-hmm. about that that mm-hmm. amount of people. Mm-hmm. Maybe wherever they were on the other side of the trench, they could have been isolated. You know, even though she does talk about how bad it is over there, maybe they could have been in a situation like Omaha or Nebraska, uh, you know, any of those smaller colonies, or even like Alexandria. I mean, think about it. Alexandria was right there in the middle of of the zombie apocalypse, but they were so isolated because they were well protected with their walls. And, you know, they didn't really have any issues with the walkers until Rick's group got there and more people started going out. You know, people are trying to, you know, assert their authority and start making mistakes and that's kind of when things started going to shit but the alexandrians lived like that for almost three years with very few incidents so it could have been the same for amy's group and then once maybe things started getting out of hand or things started getting 
a little bit more dangerous, maybe the uh, the Walker community kind of increased and they're like, okay, we need to move to the other side, you know, because if they're on one side of the trench and there's so many walkers, so many walkers, if they can get to the other side and maybe get, get rid of the limited numbers there, let's just say it's a limited number, okay? We've seen, we saw the, the big herds Still not bigger than any of the herds that we've seen on the main show. It was quite mm-hmm. sizable, but we've seen way, 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 way worse. Absolutely. So maybe they figure, okay, we can come over here, take care of those a few at a time, get rid of all the walkers, and then they can repopulate that side walker free. I mean, I get it. It's it's an ambitious plan, but it's not one that I think is undoable. So maybe they just got a little comfortable. Maybe they got a little naive. And that was why she was a little more um, open with her volume. But they had to have known that with the other side, not the side they was on, because remember she was saying like how that side was being overrun. She Mm -hmm. couldn't have thought that there were no walkers whatsoever on the, or chompers on -hmm. the other side. They would have had to have known that. Yeah, but but what at, I'm saying is some point, maybe maybe they realized that there were walkers there, but maybe let's say on Dr. Everett's side of the trench, he only has a he only has a thousand walkers, whereas on their side of the trench, they may have five thousand, they may have ten thousand. So if you have to look at yeah, it in that the sense, is then separated. But yes, do you want to deal with the ten thousand over here? Or do you want to trek, take the trek over here and deal with the 1,000 and try to get those numbers down to the point where, you know, if you kill 10 walkers here, 10 walkers there, 10 walkers there, if you have 20 people in your group who are skilled at killing walkers, you can take out that number of walkers if you're smart about it. You can take them out. And if that's all you have to worry about on that side, it should be a fairly easy thing to do. You know, I agree with everything you're saying, except (laughs) the part that she should have some experience because she has a knife on her left arm. So that means that this was done a while ago. So she should know the etiquette of the chompers. Don't make any noises. I don't know if I want to say that that was a while ago, because even though, you know, we see we see a scene where her um, her attachment is off mm-hmm. and you kind of see her nub, even though it's healed over, you still see the, um, the stitching bandages on the end of it. So I don't think it was an old, you know, very, very old wound. It might've been more recent than we think because it wasn't, it wasn't like it but, was cleanly healed. But even in being recent, Shut the fuck up. Right. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) That's what I'm trying to say. Thank you, Kate. That's what I'm trying to say. Even in being rich, she could have got the shit yesterday. Yeah, I'm just just trying to get a girl the benefit of the doubt. She should know better. (laughs) She should know better. I mean, they were smart enough to put the knife on her arm if it was yesterday. They knew to do that. Instead of just leave it as a stump. They knew. She had to know that the walkers come based on noise because when she stuck the knife in the goddamn uh, um aluminum to step on it to get to the ladder mm-hmm. 
You smart enough for that, but you're not smart enough to know if you keep hollering. <laughs> she could have also been doing that to kind of let her people know where she was. She did say she was lost, that she was with her group and she got separated from them. She got turned around. She didn't know where she was. She could have been doing that thinking that somebody else from her group would hear her. She didn't know Dr. Everett was there until he made his presence known. She didn't start yelling until she got outside his house. No, she was, yell- she was yelling when she saw the drone. Yeah, she was. Help. Help. Yeah. I mean, once she saw, too. Once she saw the drone and she, she knew, knew somebody else had no damn drone. She knew her family didn't have no damn drone. <laughs> this is true. But at that point, Holland, they see this. But at that point, we don't know what kind of person she is. We don't know what her intent is. She could have been looking at that drone like, oh, this is somebody who has means. This is somebody who may have resources. Okay, so let me get him to help me. And then maybe my family. We don't know. She could have been thinking that. And then as she got to know him, she could have changed her mind, especially once we found out that she was a nature lover as well. She could have been like, oh, okay, you know what? Yeah, he's kind of got some issues, but maybe he's, you know, he's harmless. He's he's not a threat to us or something of that nature. Because, you know, we immediately skeptical. Yes. (laughs) Uh, yeah. <laughs> she showed up and she had that um walker head in her hand i was like mm, yeah just let them get her because we don't know what's going on with her i was you know and then like you said she's being loud she's not helping the situation not at all <laughs> this man has learned how to live am- like he said he's learned to walk amongst them and they don't bother him and we don't find out the secret until later which i have to say was very smart you know, the coat that he is wearing is made out of walker skin. So it's kind of sort of similar to what we've seen in the show as far as them keeping the walkers at bay. You either use their 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 guts or their blood, or in the case of the whispers, you create masks from the walkers and you can kind of blend in that way. Mm-hmm. His old colleague made a whole coat. And if he would not have said that that's what that coat was made out of, I never would have thought about it. I never would have thought about it. Mind the silence of the lambs. (laughs) (laughs) It did. Immediately. I was like, oh, we wearing skin now, huh? But I mean, if you have to wear it, I would rather wear it in the way that he's wearing it than the way Alpha and her group wore it. Because they literally peeled the skin off the people and made a mask and put the mask on. Mm -hmm. And that's what you walked around with 24-7 until you got to camp and Alpha gave you permission to take your mask off. Hell no. I would rather give, give me the coat. You know? We we they wear bare skin. They wear or, you know you wear leather. Or in the beginning when Glenn and Rick had to walk through with the, the with the slime, or any other time when they was leaving um Alexandria after the the uh, wolves came through, like any pick, pick any time. Oh, we can stitch this together and just make a garment. Yeah, give me any time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I would rather do that than the guts and blood and oh, 
Well, that may be hard. Maybe they don't have a sewing machine. Because ain't that how Father Gabriel lost his eye? Got in his eye. Yep, that's true. He'd have been fine if he had a little, a little walker coat. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to see these at conventions because you know somebody's going to have a walker coat. Oh, of course. I can't wait. Of can't course. Wait. Hopefully that one would just be leather and not, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah so this amy he saves her because she gets into a tussle with some of the walkers and immediately you see that one of the walkers that's almost getting her has something on his neck and i was like oh that's one of his test subjects and so he goes mm. over and he like saves her but not before she damages the box so after he saves her you know, he pulls her away from the walkers. He hides her under his coat. And she's looking confused, like, how is this working? I was confused, too. I was like, okay. was Because I thought it may ha have had something to do with the antenna and the box around the walker. I was like, okay, maybe there's mm -hmm. some kind of static yeah. charge or some kind of electric charge or, mm -hmm. you know, that's keeping him away. I didn't know what to think. But he starts moving away from her you know and she's trying to be all friendly oh hey thank you for saving me my name's amy blah 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 and he's like you shouldn't be here she was like yeah uh, or what are you doing here yeah my people we're trying to repopulate the island he was like no you're not supposed to do that you need to go and he starts walking away from her and she starts following and she starts asking questions after question after question after motherfucking question is there going to be a quiz after this? <laughs> <laughs> it felt that way, didn't it? Oh, my God. She needed the answer to everything. I, I, I wouldn't have been able to take it if I was him. I'd be like. It was like, why? It was like listening to my kids when they were three years old, asking everything in the universe. Who, what, when, where, why, how? And some like. Will you shut up? Even though at it this point she's talking in a regular voice, you are still in a fucking forest. Do you know voices carry? Yep. There is yep. nothing else there making any noise. There is nothing to deflect. There is nothing to mask. Shut up. It was like when Shrek and Donkey was on their travel and Donkey would not shut up. <laughs> for nothing that's exactly we just watched Shrek <laughs> <laughs> but he didn't tell her to shut up I did like be quiet he kept ignoring her and just going off and doing stuff which is probably why she kept talking it's like well you ain't gonna say nothing cool I'll fill the empty space and boy did she Oh, my goodness. I was like, okay, so <laughs> I've started thinking. And at this point, I'm starting to feel a little offended because all of the irritating characters up to this point in Tales of the Walking Dead, they've all been women. You had Evie in the first episode. You had Blair in the second episode. You had Brooke in the third episode. Hey, <laughs> you got Amy. Can we get some irritating ass men in these episodes? Oh, goodness, please. Mm. I would like some equal opportunity complaining here. I'm just saying, 
Well, compared to this, Evie wasn't bad at all. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, she wasn't. She wasn't. Because had Evie Amy, was a church mouse compared to this. Had had Amy met up with uh Joe in episode one. I'm sorry, Joe, Joe would have he should have left on the side of the road. He would have left her. Like, ma'am. Stop making this ride difficult for me. She was so irritating. But, and but he finally gets away from her. But you liked it. What did you like? What What was the part? That, I want to hear the part that you liked. I actually liked his character. Okay. Again, because he's bringing the story to us from a different point of view. Okay. For a lack of better terms, we've been watching the series mainly from a layman's point of view. Regular mm. people who have no scientific knowledge of any of this, I think the closest that we came was Dr. Jenner in season one. Mm-hmm. And maybe maybe Eugene a little bit. Because regardless of how much bullshitting Eugene did, he does seem to know a little bit more. Know something. Mm-hmm. Just by observing and paying attention. And also that's one of the things that makes Eugene very smart because he observes things. He pays attention to things. That's how come. Hold on, I'm sitting here trying to think of where Michelle is. Okay, I'm not going to say what, but there are certain things that Eugene does later on in the series that make Mm -hmm. us question what the hell is he thinking? And then once the end reveal comes, you are like, that's some smart ass shit. Mm -hmm. And that all comes from observing and Mm -hmm. learning and and paying attention to the way people react and paying attention to people's behaviors. And that's basically the same thing Dr. Everett is doing, except he's doing it with the dead. He's giving us a perspective of the dead, almost humanizing them in a sense, which, you know, when you've been in this world for so long, it really is easy to forget that these were just people once. You know, and especially when he starts talking about specimen 21 as the episode goes on and he starts talking about the behavior, you know, he was like, I, I, I noticed that specimen 21 killed, you know, an animal, but instead of eating the animal himself, he got up and walked away f- from it and let the herd get it. That get that gave him a kind of insight into what type of I don't know, maybe personality that person had prior to its death. You know, maybe that guy was a leader. Maybe that guy was the type of person who made sure that his his friends, his family, his community were taken care of first. And when she tries to discount and say, oh, that was just, you know, that might have just been something odd. He was like, no, he's done it twice, you know, for. For something like a walker who supposedly has no brain function, has no semblance, no remembrance, anything of of themselves being human, to see them do something strange like that repeatedly, I feel like for Dr. Everett, especially considering that later on we found out that he actually knew Specimen 21, that means he would have been familiar with the way this man behaved before his death. He would have been familiar Mm -hmm. with personality traits. He would have been familiar with just who this person was. Maybe 
he sees something of humanity still left behind in these walkers where, you know, they've been asking this question for 10 seasons on the other various shows. Like, is there still something of the person behind? And you see glimpses of it throughout the series. Um, first season when Morgan's wife walks up the stairs to the house that they're in, it's almost like she's looking like this is something familiar to me. You see her looking mm-hmm. and start opening, trying to open the doorknob like she knows that people that she knows or her family is in there or this is the place that I died. It seemed like she connected with that house. Same with Amy when she died um, in the first season. When Andrea sat there with her all night, right before Amy died, the last thing Amy did was touch Andrea's face. And then she died and her hand fell. What was the first thing she did when she woke up as a walker? Andrea was talking to her. She reaches up for Andrea's face. You know what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. even though we have been told the walkers have no remembrance of of who they were before their death, maybe whatever it is that Dr. Everett is doing might challenge that belief, you know? And as, as someone who is as invested as him, he makes a compelling argument. And that was the thing that I found so fascinating about his character because he really made me sit here and look at the walkers very differently like, oh, okay, yeah. I mean, I realize at this point, those walkers have been walking around for seven years. There's probably, there's nothing you can do to help them. It's not I am legend. There is no magical cure that's going to reverse them back to being alive. You know what right. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But even the impossible little shred of evidence that there's something of them left behind in that that was just so interesting to me because we've never been shown that and also too we've never really had anyone care enough to figure this out you know in in our world the world that we know it's all about them surviving he's like okay yeah i'm surviving but I don't have I don't have to do anything. I, I don't know what he's doing for food, but obviously the way that that land is thriving now, like he said, because humans aren't there, he's probably able to grow food somewhere, you know, where it's not being bothered by anybody else. The walkers are not mm-hmm. going to touch it. They may trample hunt. through it every once in a while, but he may he, hunt for food. Right. Deer, I rabbit. mean, especially the populations are growing. The animals are getting bigger. He said that they're growing, you know, five, sometimes 10%. And when she asked him, she was like, why is that? He was like, because humans aren't here. Humans aren't mm-hmm. messing with the natural order of things. So for someone like that to say, you know what? I'm just going to sit back and let nature take its course. I'm going to stay out of their way and just let them exist. That's very compelling for me because like I said, you don't get to see that very often in this world. The whispers was were a little bit different, but that was interesting me, to me too. Like you actually can move around with these things and they don't bother you. Like, how do you make that happen? So seeing people adapt to having walkers in the world and looking at their very different viewpoints that is very fascinating to me because I'm I'm not sure. I'm probably one of the people that wouldn't think to do that. I'm going to see a walker and I'm going to be like, oh, that bitch wants me for lunch. Let me go kill him. I'm how, not. 
I'm not thinking, oh, okay, wait a minute. So this walker is making sure that all the other walkers eat. That's a very human trait. I'm not thinking that far. I'm, I'm not, that's not crossing my mind, but it crosses his, like I said, he makes a very compelling argument. So yeah, that's his character and the way Anthony Edwards played him in this uh, episode. That's what I loved about it. Okay. It was something very different. It was a very different viewpoint. And then you see with him, he's so comfortable with the walkers and he's so awkward with the person. And you see that start to change a little bit. Like he starts to get used to having her there to the point where he's not pushing her off as much. But then at the end of the episode, when, when there becomes a conflict, you know, one, he finds out that she lied to him because she is part of the people that were, that were taking the skulls, the skull hunters. I think that's what they were called, you know, and she's like, well, we we're, we're not doing this just for no reason. The people who are hunting the skulls, that's the only way they would allow us to cross or they would help us cross. Mm. So one, he's already proven his point. People lie to get what they want. They mm-hmm. mess with things that they have no business messing with. Those walkers weren't bothering them. Those walkers weren't bothering anybody except for nature. And in that sense, I think, you know, even with us seeing uh, the the little walker that he had in corded off, just seeing the way that her body decayed and, you know, her arm fell off. I'm assuming animals probably came and got at her. So in his mind, it's a perfect balance. The walkers feed on the animals. The animals in turn feed on the walkers and on and on it goes. Circle of life. It's Right. It's working. Nothing is being bothered. And even though the walkers are there and they are dominating, you see the wildlife is flourishing. The, the, the vegetation is flourishing. You've got bright, vivid colors in this episode that we don't ever see in the walking dead that threw me mm-hmm. off to see the that you know you could tell that this is fall because the leaves are turning red and orange on the trees we don't see that kind of stuff in the walking dead so it's kind of like when she comes in and she starts doing this stuff and she, you know she brings the walkers to his house and then she she tries to follow the other uh specimen 21 and then what happens is what when he's helping her find her people she hears one of them screaming and it's because walkers have gotten to them you're in their space you're in their territory so they did what their what their instincts tell them oh food you, you're in their spot. If y'all had left things alone, he told her that y'all need to leave this alone. Y'all need to stay on the other side. This, this place belongs to them now. Mm-hmm. And she got mad at him because he was going to let the walkers eat her friends, which, okay. In that part, I was like, okay, dude, you know what? You can just kind of like help save people but again this is a man who looks at the walkers like they're they're in the right they they were here first they didn't ask y'all to come over here they didn't ask y'all to try to sell he also ain't gonna do nothing that's gonna risk him no he ain't he has he has made it this far 
He for all this time. He was well, there with a the group first, of I'm people. Sure the first people to come over there and try it. Because right. how do how do the hordes keep getting bigger? Because he's like this small horde grouped with another horde making a larger horde. So well, I'm assuming at some point there is a way for them to get across that trench. Because other than that. How did Amy and her people cross the trench to get over? So maybe no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But again, they didn't ask you to come here. Y'all have left this area alone for seven years, and for seven years it has thrived. He was there with a group of people, and he is the only survivor. Now, I don't, you know, I know that he said how that happened. You know, they got into disagreements. They all kind of broke off, whatever. Mm -hmm. this, these people went this way. These people went that way. Maybe some of those scientists left. They were like, you know what? Fuck this. This is not worth my life anymore. Let me go find someplace safe to hold up. Maybe some mm -hmm. of them came across the walkers and they became the walkers. Maybe other people died from natural causes, just like his friend who died of cancer. We don't mm -hmm. know. But whatever it is he's doing, he's the only human left on an island or on a, a ridge full of walkers. He's doing something right. Well, right. he reminds me of the nature documentaries where they just hide in nature to film, record. Mm -hmm. So he knows how to do it. He knows how to blend in. Mm-hmm. And then he'll just run loud ass girl. But he and took a liking, friends. but he did take a liking to her because she was talking his talk. Yeah. Mm. And you know what? If she if she had stayed with him to help him out, I think that probably would have gone okay because one, mm. they would have gotten used to each other. Yeah. And I think it would have probably. I don't want to say it would have made him want to be around humans again, but maybe she could have offered him that viewpoint that, hey, humans aren't so bad. Because like I said, she was a nature lover as well. You saw the way she reacted when she saw the birds. She almost started crying because the sight was so beautiful to her. So I think it would have worked out right. But again, your friends came over, your friends came into an area they didn't need to be in. And then when he tried to save Specimen 21 from floating out to the river, I mean, he was literally about to die for this specimen. Like, what good is that going to do? So at that point, yeah. I felt like he was a little bit off the reservation because he's like, you have to help me save him. And I think in, in some ways he was probably still seeing his friend, you know, like, mm -hmm. oh, okay. This is, you know, maybe he didn't have people on the island with him. Maybe he didn't have friends, but maybe he still looked at this one specimen. The reason why, even though, yes, I promised him I would study him. That was his last connection to humanity. So maybe it was more of an emotional connection for him as opposed to, oh, I can't lose that. That's my most important specimen. No, that's your last con connection to humanity at this point. And then the alligator got him. I was like, well, circle of yeah, life. It's the circle of life. Circle of life. But then, um, you know, when all of that is happening and she's fussing at him because he basically let her friends die. You know, she was like, okay, I, I have to go to them. And he's telling her that she can't go because there's birds circling. The vultures are circling. He was like, yeah, they sense death. 
that herd is headed your way. I told you guys that you weren't supposed to be. And she was like, you knew my friends were in danger. And you never said anything. He was like, I told you, I told you that y'all should not be here, that you were in danger. And he's right. He told her, oh, I don't need to be here. And, you know, she goes and she finds her people and they're walking around. They're fine. And then you see him later on. He goes back out and he starts looking for things and he he starts coming across things. I already knew as soon as she went back, I was like, yeah, that's that's not going to have a happy ending. So when Mm -hmm. he comes up, he sees her camp and he sees her people. And of course, her people are all walkers. And he goes in, he looks at one of their trucks. Now, I thought this was a truck full of supplies because they had all these crates and stuff. He opens up that crate and it's like a hundred zombie heads in there. Like, what was the... I I felt like at that point, what were y'all going to do? Were y'all going to pull up? Mm, Let me not say that. Let me not say that. Michelle ain't there yet. But... Well, I'm almost like, were they trying to sell it to the whisperers? Y'all need some heads or or some heads for you. No, because they just took their own. Right. So I don't understand (laughs) why would you collect the heads then? (laughs) Right. And I mean, I understand him. He said in the documentary that they used it as uh, what what he say, scare propaganda Uh to scare people away from. I guess, you know, anybody who would come and take whatever it was that they had on the other side, but ain't nobody coming for y'all because y'all trying to get over on the other side because y'all ain't got nothing left over there. Right. We don't know enough about these skull catchers to know, okay, so did y'all live on that side of the trench? Do y'all live on this side of the trench and y'all just stayed out of his way? What's the deal? We don't know anything about them. So, but but I think at the end of the day, I think her group weren't the skull catchers. They probably were. They probably were. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean, probably. why else would you have crates full of heads? You thought she was going to come over there and settle. I don't know, but you know, he tags one of the um, he tags one of the people as I guess his new study subject. And then he turns around and just the brief look on his face, I was like, yep, she a walker. He done found her. And of course, the the lasting image that we have is of him. He's trying to, he's trying to call her so he can study her. Mm -hmm. And again, for a scientist in his position, she's the perfect test subject because again, this is somebody you knew before they passed. You know, even though he knew her, he only knew her for a couple of days. He knew her long enough to know where her likes and dislikes were, to know mm-hmm. where her personality is, to know mm-hmm. what characteristics she has. You know, when he made the offer mm-hmm. to her, you could still stay with me and study and help me out. He was like, if you go back to your friends, you're going to die with them. And she was like, I would rather die than to stay here with you. And I was like, oh, she's going to be dead. She's going to be dead. Right. It's over because he's telling, he's literally told you from the time y'all met everything that you need to do, everything that you don't need to do. Y'all need to get away from here. Y'all don't need to settle here. Y'all need to leave them. They're at the top of the food chain. This is their land. We don't interfere. Mm -hmm. Everything that he has known about how to survive in that space. He tries to tell her. 
And like he said, you with your narrow thinking and your narrow point of view, you are only looking at this in one way. And it's so much bigger than that. Again, that's what fascinated me about the episode. Because when you think about the things that he says, think about what he was saying about human nature and about how throughout history, humans take, take, and take. And then when nature tries to reset itself, they start the process all over again. Apply that to real life. It happens all the time. I have said this multiple times just about the past two years. Mm -hmm. We dealt with coronavirus. And then once it seemed like they were kind of sort of getting a handle on that, we come out with all these different little variants. And then now we have this monkeypox virus that's (laughs) coming out. And I told somebody a couple of weeks ago, I said, when I tell you the universe is trying to tell us something. You know, there's always talk about the earth being overpopulated and, you know, you got people like Nick Cannon out there still like just making babies for the sake of making babies. We're already stretched thin on our resources. It's it's the whole Thanos argument. (laughs) You know, if you think about it, there's too many people. There's not enough resources. Right. And we need to look at even when... um, with COVID and being at home, everyone at home, the changes that the environment made in that short amount of time. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so in the beginning, there wasn't even no smog in Los Angeles. Right. right. And it's just one of those things where it really makes you think about the way humans live and the world. The world can only sustain us being callous and us being irresponsible and selfish for so long there's a reason the ice caps are melting there's a reason the glaciers are melting there's a reason this is too hot there's a reason why there's flooding in las vegas and and earthquake after earthquake after earthquake are hitting the same region over and over and over there's so many reasons why Things keep happening. Nature is trying to tell us something. They're trying to tell us we need to take care of things better, that we need to not be so selfish, that, you know, that we need to control our human nature. I really believe that. And this episode was just kind of like that perfect, hey, yeah, so I'm going to preach this to you, but not in such a preachy way. But it makes you think because he was so right in everything that he was saying. Mm-hmm. But and had again, she listened, Amy is the general public. Nobody listen. They, they are out for their not own at all. They and if she had to listen, she and her friends would be going, alive. trying to go somewhere else, but they would be alive, mm-hmm. and he would be happy. Doing the same thing. He, and, and even so, he's still happy doing the same thing he's been doing. Mm-hmm. He just got new test subjects now. Right. He thought he had a research assistant, but now he got the research. Went bad. <laughs> <laughs> now he just has the research. research. Right. Was this a short episode? I feel like it was. It wasn't short. There just much didn't happen in it. 
Okay, it felt short. Okay. Well, yeah, it wasn't very action. It it didn't have a lot of action. There was a lot of dialogue. Um, But yeah, I mean. But no, it was 43 minutes. It is kind of short, though. No, they all 43 minutes. For, really? Because uh-huh. I thought some of them were like maybe around 48, 49. You know, it's funny. We think about it like that's only six minutes. But when it comes to a TV show, six minutes is a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. But it almost felt like this was 30 minutes. Oh. And mm. then, you know, we, we we have spoiled ourselves with AMC Plus. So we don't get no commercials. This no. is true. Because, you know, if we watched it when it came on, then, of course, it's going to be an hour. And, okay. You know, you're right so hour 15 minutes hour 10 minutes hour whatever but we have zero commercials you're right so that's okay i'll take the short episodes because i don't want to deal with the commercials right okay and hanukkah with all the points that you made still not my favorite (laughs) i still i still don't really care for it i mean i understand it but like i said i I mean what he said and 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 the way his delivery was in this and just especially dealing with somebody irritating like Amy it just yeah. it it really resonated with me and then I'm like I have the scientist brain because I'm always asking like why what is the ramification what changes we could make what could we do and I understand that's not the point because like even when we got a little clip of I think the world beyond where they kind of give us an idea of how this started. Like I'm all in for that. I want to know where it started. I want to know patient zero. Mm-hmm. I want to know 50 years from now. It probably still won't. It wouldn't be no walkers because they skin should not be able to live 50 years from now. However, even with all this information he gave. Mm-hmm. Casey, I think you feel me. I don't. I, I'm not really feeling the episode. Mm-mm. I did That's it. That's all right. I did. I, I, I did enough for it. Yeah. I was like, okay, that's some good information. All right. But the only <laughs> only thing I did like at the uh, you know was the end. Why? I did because, because I, I mean that in a nice way. I mean that that okay, you realize the consequences, but she was quiet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't that quiet. She was like, <laughs> take that overall. Like, yip, 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 yip. she's like a little puppy. It won't shut the hell so. up. And you know what? The, the the I couldn't even feel bad for her. I couldn't because it was like he, he told her. He's telling you everything. He, told her. Right. he warned her. But I also feel bad for them, too, because they're cutting off the heads. Now, you can be respectful, too. I understand um, that the walkers are coming after us. They're going to make cause us to die. But you can be respectful. You don't have to cut off their heads. I still don't see the point of that. What I don't either. Do. You guys may know what the point is. But then no, that's almost that's also karma because you're fucking with them. And that is exactly how you're going to die. That part. That part. Yeah, we don't we don't know why they was cutting them off. No, but you know no. what? So you try to do what he's doing, where you're trying to figure out like how the world is turning, or you figure out okay how to survive with them in the world, but not causing harm to them. Just move somewhere else. You don't have mm-hmm. to do that. Yeah, 
But, you know, I guess I guess for some people, it's easier that, you know, they're like, OK, why should we go somewhere else when we already know what's over there? We just take that. But that's the that's the mindset. And you're not even killing the walkers. You're just cutting off the head. So they're still in the box that someone can just stick their hand in. Well, if you look at it, technically, they did get to move over there. <laughs> oh, they did. Technically, they got what they wanted. I they mean, got a new home. They got a new home. Exactly. Welcome to the neighborhood. But I mean, now that you say that, Michelle, as far as the walker heads and what they could use it for, if if they're doing what Dr. Everett said and using it as like scare tactics or whatever, I mean, think about. I mean, think scare about people, tactics. Think about people like the governor. Yeah. Think mm-hmm. about people like the governor. The governor had pits where mm-hmm. he would lure walkers in there and, you know, he'd throw people in the pits when they pissed them off. Maybe they were going to do something similar to that with the heads, like lay traps or, oh, if you decide you don't want to do this anymore, oh, we can threaten you, that that sort of thing, you know, okay. or, oh, okay, you don't want to let us, you don't want to let us live in your town. Okay, yeah, we're going to capture you and like threaten to feed you to these walker heads in order to make you comply. I, I feel like it has to be something of that kind of sinister nature because other than that, what's the point? Yeah. What's the point? Right. Hopefully, you hope they have a purpose like that because if you don't have a purpose, then you're idiots. So I don't... And the real question is, who paid for that shit? Who, what, what is your barter like? Ooh, I got these heads. <laughs> okay, I can go out back and grab my own damn head. Right. <laughs> What what's the exchange rate on them? Like, because they had cases of them. Yeah. Right, right. So like, what, what, what? I need to know who the hell is like. Hey, go find me a bunch of heads. I don't know. Because what you're right. What is the point? And why would you have to head hunt them? You could literally just go outside and you, you know do it yourself. Right. I don't know, but you know what? I feel like if they get a second season of Tales, we'll probably find out more about the Skull Hunters then. I know, I know that they are... I read an, an interview after the D episode where they were talking about if they get a second season of Tales, we will find out more about Alpha and Hera's story. So I was like, okay, so if they're going to give us more anthologies, especially with the way they're leaving a lot of these kind of open-ended, we may see some of these characters again, you know? Mm -hmm. And there there was something that happened in this episode, and I can't remember what it was. Again, we only had an, excuse me, we only got a chance to watch it once before we started recording. But you know how I've said before, in episodes that usually when they focus on something it means that that thing is going to be important later on there was something Mm -hmm. that happened in this episode where i was like oh why would they focus on that and it was just a brief second but it was enough to make me take notice so i'll think about it the next time i watch it and then when we come back and talk about episode five i'll probably mention it but there was something i was like huh why would they do that and i don't think they referenced it again in the episode so i was like okay maybe that's gonna come into play later 
if they, mm. you know, if they expand on this, maybe we'll even follow up with Dr. Everett and see what's happened since then. Maybe mm-hmm. more people will have tried to. But or, or you something. also know Dr. Everett could play a part in Daryl with research and his. Yeah, I was thinking that too. Mm-hmm. And Daryl's spinoff in the future. Because if mm-hmm. keep in mind, Michelle ain't seen World Beyond, but you know the after credit scene in World Beyond, you know. I'm sure there that would play well into what he's doing. Oh yeah, that well, I saw that scene. That, yeah. Oh, you I saw, saw the scene. scene. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. I did see. The so scene. yeah, that, that's why I look up videos of. Okay, have we got to a point where they talk about where you know where this started and someone posted that scene? I'm like, okay, give me a little information. Yeah. So, okay. so that means that there's different variants, like how COVID is, mm-hmm. and they are changing, and not even. I mean, and and that scene took place at the very beginning, and you know, was it be, was it the beginning? It was it was towards the beginning, so it it had to be like maybe within the first couple of years. That's what I'm thinking. Because okay. she was watching Dr. Jenner, so she, that's a different. So that's definitely a different variant because he was he had a purpose when he was leaving. Yeah, I mean, she had a purpose. Yeah. Yeah, yes. she had a purpose when she was leaving that room. But the other, but the okay, and this is the other thing that we noticed when we saw that scene. So you know, she got shot. Mm-hmm. She turned almost immediately, mm-hmm. and her behavior when she turned is almost like she knew what was going on. Like she woke up. She started and then she kind of looked around and it's almost like, no, no, no. And she goes to the door and starts banging. I mm-hmm. feel like she was still conscious of who she was or who she used to be mm-hmm. and realized, oh, shit, I'm a walker now. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much of that is true. But if you look, if you go back and look at that scene mm-hmm. and you look at the way that she reacted, that was not a regular walker. She mm-hmm. was very self-aware of what she had become. I will die on that hill. She was aware of what she, she had become. Right, and, that, and that's what I meant when she had a purpose because she knew, okay, this just happened to me. I may need to go after them. I need mm-hmm. to go see what's going on. She was on a mission. She wasn't wandering. Mm-hmm. She went straight to that door. Uh huh. She was pissed. She's like, yeah. she yes. was pissed. <laughs> no, you did. Yeah. She. No, you yeah. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like I said, I enjoyed this episode. I really did. I really did. Um. I just, I really liked his take on things, and um, you know, sometimes I just, I like seeing stupid people get what's coming to them, and. Amy, she was sweet, but she was stupid. She she was not... Amy wasn't who she said she was anyway, so... And still couldn't figure out how she survived for seven years. But you know what? That's always going to happen. There's going to be people you think, oh yeah, they're going to make it. And they don't. And the ones you're like, baby, you ain't going to make it two minutes. And they they still 30 years later. Spencer... Um... What was the dude's name who um who got Noah killed? I can't remember hit that asshole's name. Um 
You know who I'm talking about, Kate. Christopher. Wasn't it Christopher? No, it wasn't Christopher. I can't remember his name. But yeah, there, there, are, there are lots of stupid people that even in the main show, I'm like, how the hell are you still here? Yeah, it's like... How? Nicholas. Gregory. Uh, Nicholas, yes. Nick... How? Yes. Nicholas, yes. Um. Yeah, yeah so... so. Oh, poor Amy. I mean, she was, she was, a, she was a sweet girl. She was just... No, because yeah, I feel I, I almost feel like had she lived, had she gone back with him, he probably wouldn't have lasted long because he would have been at that point, he would have probably developed a connection to her and he probably would have ignored his own boundaries and his own training, what he trained himself to do. In order mm-hmm. to save her, in order to help her, that sort and of thing. We would have gotten herself reckless. killed in the process. Yeah. And we yes. already know she's reckless. Yes. So. He did um, right. And so now he, he has a, a new study subject. So, yeah. 1922. <laughs> Specimen 22. I don't know, because the other dude was, what, 46? The one that he tagged before mm-hmm. he turned around and saw her. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, and question. What killed the walker that was in the rope? I think she just died out. You know, going back to what oh. Michelle said. Michelle was like, you know, those walkers, their bodies got to give out at some point. And she, he said he had been studying her for seven years. I think she just deteriorated. Mm. Because mm. every time he went to her, she was moving less and less mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. less. And I mean, we've even seen it with some of the other walkers um, in the other shows where walkers that have been there for a very long time, it's almost like they are dead. And then usually once something comes by to kind of stimulate them, then they kind of, you know, reanimate. But if she's just been there for that whole time, and nothing else has bothered her. And the only, only stimulation she had is him coming by and, you know, jotting his notes and then leaving her. Mm-hmm. I guess mm-hmm. at some point, even zombies are like, fuck this, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> like, what is the point of my existence? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I was just confused by that. because, like, what the hell just happened? How she died? Okay. But I'm I am curious as to why he took her arm. He took the arm. He wrapped it up. And then when you see him walking, he has it, he's holding it on, on the side of his body. Hmm. He's making some gloves. Oh, you you know what? That arm did have more skin on it than the rest of her body. So you might be right. He's gonna go out there, he's gonna dry it and stretch it on the line and yeah. Make him a cap for the winner. <laughs> I mean, or maybe he took it at that point. Maybe he thought he was going to take it for Amy. You know, maybe Amy changed her mind, but yeah, she don't need it anymore. He knew when he went back, she was dead. Yeah. He knew that. Yeah, he did. He absolutely knew that. Yeah. Because he told her, don't take, don't, don't take your dumb ass out there. Mm-mm. He knew she was dead when he went. Yep. Because, I mean, if he says a herd is on the way. Like, I'm trying to save your life. 
Because it was only what, maybe 15 of them, maybe 20. Yeah, It wasn't a lot. Mm -mm. And the first thing you said when no, you came out of those rules, when you came out of those woods and you saw them, um, pack up, we need to get the hell on. that was just giving up and, oh. Hell yeah. And if nothing else, we'd all been sitting outside your door, like, uh, hello. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> I brought a couple friends with me. Because <laughs> what I'm not going to do. Mm Mm -mm. Oh, well, rest in peace, -mm. I'm sorry, Amy. principal. Principal will not let me die in the zombie apocalypse. You said I can stay here? Okay. I don't Right. need nothing I left. We can go back and check on it later. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. Oh, so zombies are coming through here. Okay, I think that means it's time to exit stage left. Let's go. Yeah, you go that way. I'll go this way with you. Right. Or let's split up and we'll meet in the middle somewhere away from this herd or the oncoming herd. But again, I mean, if you're such a bird watcher, if you are such a bird watcher, his ass told you they're circling around because they, That's they, true. You should they, know. you know, since death, your ass should have looked Mm up hmm. in the sky They're and about been to like, eat okay, your ass. they're circling here. We need to go over there. Or we need to go over there. But you stayed in the exact same place. Like literally nothing moved. So that means you didn't take heed. It And means you didn't you didn't protect warn no damn body. Didn't So sell warn anybody. your ass. Because you know what? Yeah, y'all got crates of walker heads in the truck. My ass. We would have pulled one of those crates out and put it on the ground. We would have all gotten into that truck and closed the fucking door until the herd passed. The same thing that Daryl and uh, Beth did in the trunk of that car. Just wait for them to pass. Just wait for them to pass. Because as long as they don't smell you, which if you are in a truck full of he zombie heads, they're not paying attention to your smell. Mm -hmm. No, they shouldn't smell You you at could all. have easily... hid in the truck, waited for the herd to go. And then if you still wanted to pursue being there, you could have been smart about it now that you know what you were dealing with. There were ways that her people could have made it out of that alive. But she was talking too much, so we knew that wasn't going to happen. <laughs> We knew that wasn't going to happen. I'm just saying, Go ahead. it, She there barely was... listened, so... There was a way it could have happened. It could There was a way it could have happened. But if talkative Tammy was there... Uh, yeah. Talking to He ain't closed the mouth long enough to, to hear. <laughs> right. To say, oh, it's a horde coming. Because he said, this horde is going to group with a second horde and going to become a larger horde. You ain't... I've been running. Hey, we got to go. We got as much hollering as you did. Yes. You ain't run. That's true. Yes. We got to go. It's a horde coming. And, and this is the other thing that this makes me think of. He's familiar with the migration patterns of these whores. Maybe these whores aren't coming from anywhere else. Maybe the whores are all stuck on the island. And as we've seen, even with the main show, sometimes the whores break apart. And then they may come back together. If he's been studying them for seven years, he would know that. Mm-hmm. He would know, yeah, you know what? 
herd A over here is about to meet up with herd D over here, and they're going to form herd X. And this is what you need to really be worried about. They're going to go in this direction because that's what they do. So you need to go in the opposite direction or you need to take your ass back across the trench. But I don't even think she would, even if he, even if he would have said all that, she wouldn't have listened. Probably no, not. She no, wouldn't have listened. not at all. Because she's too mad about the fact that her friends died. Like, um, right. You know, or even, I want to be next oh, that's the other that's the other thing because it might not have even been the horde that got to them. Remember one of the one of the two friends that got attacked got away. The female got away. And that's why she went back towards the group because when he said the bird since death, she called that what was her name? Hannah. She was like, "Hannah, she's going back towards the base camp." Hannah probably went back to the base camp. They tried Turn. to help her. She probably turned and bit the first unsuspecting person that was sitting there rubbing her head with the cloth or whatever it was. And that's probably where it came from. Mm. Could have been. Could've I been. mean, it could have been that just as easily as it could have been a herd. Right. Mm-hmm. Either way it goes, the result is the same. Rest in peace, Amy. And Dr. Everett lives to research another we'll call Specimen 22 from now on. <laughs> yeah, but he lives to research for another day, so. Until another Amy comes along and he tries to retire. He'll probably say, this is what happened to the person, the last person that tried to ignored habitate me, my island. Mm-hmm. Or just ignored me and what I was telling right. you. So. Like, this ain't what you want. Oh, well. So let's talk about the preview for the next episode. Because I'm going to tell you now, looking at the promos through the last few weeks that we've seen it, I did not realize until like two weeks ago that that was Jesse T. Usher. I was like, wait, what? That's A-Train? Yeah, I just saw it and I was like, oh, A-Train. But the funny thing is, when you look at the promos that they've released so far from a certain angle, he looks like Heath. I was like, is this Heath's brother? Is it a relation? Like, are they bringing him back? Like, what's going on? And then once I saw one of the videos, like a uh, preview, and I heard his voice, I looked, I was like, pause? Let me go to IMDb. Uh, oh, that's Jesse T. Usher. Oh, okay. So is is okay. I was confused by the trailer. Is Me this too. To be, is this supposed to be like Salem witch trials? Is I don't. The mind of? I don't know. It it appears that he, from what I gather from the promo, it appears that he was some kind of murderer or serial killer. And may have uh, gotten some kind of amnesia or some kind of mind in, uh, uh, head injury to where he can't remember what he did. Okay. And he's saying, I'm not a murderer. I'm not a murderer. But you got all these other people who are telling him that he's a murderer and they're trying to kill him. But I was like, um, yeah, I was super confused by it. And it also put me in the mind of um, I've never seen it. But I saw previews for it, that Antebellum movie with Janelle Monet. Yeah, I, mm. yeah, I saw it. 
the, the preview put me in the in the mind of that trailer. Like it's um, okay. Yeah. Do you know what I mean, Michelle? Yeah. You mean all I've the white folks trying to know. kill the black guy? Huh? <laughs> all the white folks trying to kill the black guy in the promo? No, it was more like a slave movie. <laughs> Well, yeah. again, white folks trying yeah. to kill the black, and, and, and making them making him feel that he's in a different time than he really is. It's yeah. very confusing. However, he woke up um, handcuffed to a walker. So I don't know. That that looks like it's going to be interesting. Yeah, unless very... unless he on the drugs that Virgil gave Michelle. <laughs> <sighs> oh, somebody, I'm sorry. I in I. I understand what the draw would be just based on what I've seen because I've I've never touched any kind of drug in my life. But in the zombie apocalypse, that is the one time you probably should not be doing any drugs at all. So what? There's your hallucination right there in living color. Even even drinking, because that impairs you. I don't want to be trying to run from zombies and stumbling and falling and like, did I actually get bitten or is is whose blood it's is a this? hangover? Right, right. Just no. Mm-mm. So that episode does look interesting. It does not look like it's taking place thirty years in the future or that it's a musical episode. So that's good because you know I told you those were two of the rumors that was surrounding this series was that there was going to be a musical episode and that there was going to be an episode that takes place 30 years in the future now this could this this i was just about to say this could be it could be him remembering but just watching um that trailer it puts me in the mind of it it had a horror feel to it it does but it could be 30 years from now and he's remember. Oh, no! We'll I mean, it just could be. I don't know. We'll see. But um, there's a lot of people, and they they're not concerned about walkers. So I'm not sure what I'm not sure what's going on. And you know, there they was were. another. They and were he's waking up in the bed. I'm like, I don't know. They put him in a van. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not even going to speculate. I'm just I'm just going to wait for the episode to come out because I don't know what's going on. I'm like so confused. And I was just like, is he imagining this? Or is this something in his head? Or is this something he's remembering? I'm not sh- I'm not sure. I'm not gonna try to I guess. Got a uh, hallucinogen. What'd you say? I said I got hallucinogen based on the trailer. Cause I was just- Yeah, I can That's see true. that. I mean, but again, I can see that too. Don't nobody need to be doing those kind of drugs in the zombie apocalypse. At all. He, at the end, he gonna wake up and it was all a dream. <laughs> it was I, all a dream. You know I would be so mad. I had that in my head too, and I was like, "I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna pull Mike. I'm not gonna do it." But um, <laughs> you know, I would be so mad if we're in a world where there is a zombie apocalypse. And I have those kinds of dreams, and I wake up and find out, oh, this was not. Yeah, I would be so mad. I'd be so mad. And and I don't understand why you want. Like I know there's there are people who are still theorizing that Rick Grimes is still in the hospital bed in Atlanta. 
They're saying that um, everything uh, that we've seen is a Well, dream. they can't say that now. They can't say that now because none of these other things are subsequently linked to him. Right. Right. It's like, y'all, just, just give it up. Just give it up. Yeah. The things are happening. The things are happening and, and they're happening. And let them happen. And let them happen. So my book. As long, look, I was going to say, as long as all roads lead back to Ricky Michelle so Limes. Okay, wait. I'm be in front of the TV every day. That's going to be me. I know. We still have to figure out where we're going to be watching these uh these last eight episodes. If we're still going to do uh Nick and Norman's like, Casey, are you going to be back yet? Yeah, look at her face. She looking like, uh. <laughs> I plan. On, I'll be home next week. So. Okay. I plan to be home. Okay, and I have a feeling, you know, Casey and I have been talking uh, pretty much since the beginning of the season when they announced that there might be something for the finale. We always knew that we were going to do something big for the finale. We just didn't know what. And then after the second set of eight episodes, people start talking about doing watch parties, this and other than the um, Walking Dead actually announced that they are going to do a fan event in L.A., for the finale, which is November 20th. We found that out. Uh, we found out the date during Comic-Con. So we still don't know what the details are. I have a feeling we will probably find out October 2nd when the season, uh, when the premiere of 11C drops. That's probably when they'll announce it. Mm-hmm. So, get, so get your coins ready. I'm gonna be ready because as soon as I see it, I'm gonna be online. Like, okay, 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 we're good. This this gonna have to be in an arena. It's gonna have to be. They gonna have to. It has to be. Or if it's gonna be somewhere small, when I say we're gonna have to be in front of the computer, when they make that announcement, Michelle, you coming to LA with us? I don't know, but I will sure enough be on that computer helping you guys. That's fine. We're going to make it work. Yep. We'll figure it out. But um, y'all have anything final to say about Dr. Everett and Amy? Nope. No. (laughs) (laughs) Your face, for those of y'all who are listening, go to the YouTube channel and watch this video so you can see Michelle's face she looks so disgusted. Like, oh my God, I can't believe it wasn't that bad. It wasn't, I mean, it wasn't that bad, but I'm not going to watch it again. So <laughs> it's, it's like... Look, whatever I missed, I just missed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you can just tell me about it. All right. Well, that sad part is I'll watch the other ones again. Nah, this one. That's okay. Oh, well, I guess I'll have to watch it again and I'll let you yeah. know what you guys Give us the mean. details. Mm-hmm. Please I'll do. give you the tea. Yes, I will. Yeah, please so. let us know. <laughs> All right, we will. But for now, that's it for our show. You can find us online at www.phantomhybrid.com. We are on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Phantom Hybrid. We now have a Discord channel that you can check out, Phantom Hybrid Podcast. We are on YouTube. You can watch our videos there. And we are on all podcast streaming platforms. Thanks for listening. We hope you join the conversation next time.